Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Baseball season on Moneyline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That can't be. We can't have that. With Donnie, baseball right side. It's good times now, obviously, with all the changes to Major League Baseball, and I like to put them, every single one of them better than the next. You're going to get the same amount, if not more scoring and more action all at once in a shorter condensed time frame. It would be like me coming on and going, yo, Kevin, you know what makes a football game better? Put in 17 more commercial breaks. I I love the the breathing of the game, Kevin. And Kevin K. Master Walsh. This morning got me ready. Going into yesterday, doing research, giving out the picks for people, giving out World Series previews and and predictions. I felt that, that energy this morning. I don't know whose idea was putting like a massive behind the scoreboard clock. That's one of the worst ideas of all time. You don't want anybody thinking about the pitch clock. On Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159. Hot takes and hot topics here in hour number two. Some things we like in sports, some things we don't. Let's talk college football here for a moment. Now, some of those hot takes that would be surprised that me and Kevin, you know, have. You go roll call in the Bronx. Hey, Derek Jeter. Kevin doesn't like it. I don't know why, but, you know, it's a hot take by Kevin being a Yankees fan. Now, having said that, back to college football, <laughs> I thought I'd sneak that one in. Just roll call popped up a video, and I was like, you know what? Let me go enjoy this. Kevin, the Yankee fan, hates I, I roll call. Is that like the thing you're not allowed to hate, by the way, if you're a Yankee? Like, does anybody ever have that? Because you told me, which made me laugh the other day. It's like, hey, you're a Yankee fan. Who's your favorite Yankee? If you don't say Jeter, it's like, oh, psh, look at this guy. Crawl. Like, what do you mean? No, That's yeah, everybody's so favorite player. I am, I am, in my eyes, like, not your typical Yankee fan. Like, <laughs> I think, that, again, like, I think the craziest thing in the world is that the New York Yankees tell guys how they have to, like, have their facial hair. I love it. And that, yeah, I love it. it. They are, hold on, is there any other American pro sports team that does that? To my knowledge, the answer is no. No, there are but. standards. Like, you just can't be sloppy on some teams, but there's not like, hey, uh, Johnny Damon, you're a caveman, and it looked like you just went to the barber for the first time in 30 years, and I can't recognize you. That's the way right. you have to look. Yes. Like, I remember it was a like the, the idea of that was that's why the Yankees didn't get – what was his name? Was it Brian Wilson, that closer for the Giants? Uh, was it him? I thought it was somebody even. No, it wasn't somebody even way different than that. Like well, a, there was also the, the Manny Ramirez stuff. or something. It was yeah. It was it was somebody really big, like a really big name. I'm glad you brought that up because it'll come to me. But I don't think it was Wilson. I think it was somebody legitimately like 
goatee, mustache, or long hair that was like, ooh, they would probably bend the rules for this guy. Hey, you know what? I got to think about that. Yeah, maybe you get, you know what? Here's the thing, though. It probably comes up like once every like eight years, realistically. Yes. Like yeah. I think it's a clown. I, I I think it's I think it's ridiculous. I think it's totally ridiculous that that is like a thing the Yankees do. The reason I like the roll call is because the roll call is sweet. That's that has like I mean it, it's a, it's a, I think objectively a cool thing. And and look, you can take it to wrestling. It's a crowd. It's a it's a designated crowd chant. The roll call is awesome. I, I can't imagine anybody hating on the roll call. Well, I hate it because it's not my team. So, but from yeah, a team perspective, it's like when you say the roll call is cool. Come on. But you have to understand this. The Eagles chant that takes over another stadium. Like, the like yes. commanders are like, man, that's so cool. Like, no, like, that's stupid, man. And I'm on board of it because it's what that fan base does. And they love yeah. it. So, again, so to a degree, I get that. But the, but it's not like the Yankee fans go to other ballparks. and I mean, listen, they probably try and do a roll call. But I'm talking about the roll call that happens at Yankee Stadium. Players always have to react. Like, I think that's very cool. Now, has anybody not reacted, by the way, quickly on that? Has okay, that ever happened? So I, now, now, and, and you're the perfect example, right? If wouldn't you at least, I mean, you would do it multiple times a year. Wouldn't you like really like relish in it, like because these guys like they move the gloves so quick to get it over with. Like, yeah. wouldn't you let that crowd chant build up, just try and get them riled up there a little bit, like during a postseason game one time? Like, don't yes, buy I, in a little bit. Don't don't look, don't answer them. Make them chant I would, for a minute. I would very much enjoy the crowds. And I say that now, but they've probably done it millions of times in their life. Not the, I'm saying it's in the roll call, but it's almost like secondhand. Like, I've always played in front of big crowds. Like, I'm a superstar. It's what right. I do. But, like, if you just, like, your own fan base, too. Like, they chant, 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 chant. And you give them a little, like, you know, cup to the ear like Hogan. Like out of nowhere, like that's just fun. like the, the bleacher creatures go nuts. Like you know, that's our guy out there, and that's why we love him. But I would do that all the time. I really would. Not yeah. like uh, they're doing it again. Uh, thumbs up, real quick, and turn around. You know what I mean? Something stupid. No, um, I I would I'm be one of the, like yeah, like I I would like not turn around quickly. Like I want to hear that chant for a while. Like <laughs> I like my gimmick would be that they have to they have to chant like the the last name for for thirty full seconds before yes. we get over to the third like, baseman. I don't know when it started, but I kind of feel like Reggie Jackson was probably annoyed by it all the time at Yankee Stadium. Like just shut up, guys. You know what I mean? Like that type of guy. You know what I mean? I think I feel like Reggie's like I don't understand why we chant for everybody. Like I yes. deserve it, but yeah, I don't really exactly, exactly. Like, like he, what we're yes, doing. he would he would get in the like the first time it pops up, he would say something like that. That is the perfect response from him. Like, uh, like I'm the you know the the straw that stirs the drink. Like they should just chant my name alone. <laughs> like what? Why would you even cheer for who else is out there? Whoever is out on the field, mm-hmm. I don't know. Crazy. He'd be very confused. He he would start yes. booing. Like he'd be start trying to break the chant up. All right, now let's get into some topics here because we got an hour to do this. The first one, which I'm going to set the table for, and when we come back after the break, after this, if you haven't paid attention, some rules come in, and you know me, Kevin. I don't really like changes except when baseball steps and goes, we're just going to make it awesome, and they did. Clocks running after first downs in college football to save a few minutes. Come on, man. Like, it's been 50 years since they changed this rule, and we're really clamoring for that. How about you just take out one commercial break and solve this issue? But I want to talk to Kevin about what the ramifications might be. Moneyline, hot topics. We got them next. Come on back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hour number two in full effect here. How about this one? That college football rule I was teasing before the break. Stopping the clock after first downs has been one of the rules that has differentiated college football from the NFL since 1968. Allowing the clock to run is expected to reduce the number of plays by an average of seven per game. Doesn't sound like a lot, but tell that to the person who lost by a hook or by two and a half points or whatever it might be. That is a big deal. Now, you Mm -hmm. just heard that, right, Kevin? Seven plays per game. There's so many other things that college football can do than touch the game. And here's case in point. Division one and Division two are ruled by a certain committee, right? Whatever the playing rules oversight panel is, P-R-O-P. Division three is not. Division three does not have commercial breaks. Division three is like, yeah, punt that. We're, we're going to go ahead and keep the same rules that we had. Because mm-hmm. they're not, hey, because, I, by the way, I played Division three football. It's still a long game. Incomplete passes, clock stops on everything in college football. We were still playing three-and-a-half-hour football games with no commercial. But having said that, I understand what college football is trying to do to get into a certain window, but changing the game itself is not the way to do it. And I, you know, when this was first going in where they were thinking about changing it, cut down a halftime five minutes. Cut down on one commercial break. You don't change the game at all. I can't stand when they mess with the rules and the game because in Major League Baseball, Kevin, the pitch clock is in there. Oh, it's going to speed the game up. You know what they didn't change? The number of outs, the number of balls, the number of strikes that you need, the number of innings that you have, one through nine, right? You're actually manipulating the game to make it shorter by the average number of plays, and I can't stand that. No, it's a really good point. It's a re- it's that this is not apples to apples. This has a far more material change on things. And I, I do believe that you explained it, though, uh, to me, that this isn't happening because of fan complaints. Correct. Right? Yes. This is networks complaining mm-hmm. that the games are just running into one another too much. Is that yes. right? Correct. Like it's, They're running into the next window. They want it all in like a box of like three-hour programming. We don't have to you know, preempt anything, delay anything, stop anything, and this isn't going to run into our next show, which is like almost backwards to think about, really. Yeah, I again, like, the oh, we want less football? Bizarre, bizarre, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, uh-huh. one of the w- worst ideas. But I do think, so I share your frustration, but this feels so 
Uh, it just feels like you're screaming at clouds here. If they're making the decision based on the networks, they're not going to then turn around and be like, all right, less commercials. And the networks are like, yeah, right. All right, let us know when you come back with a serious idea on how you're going to fix this problem that we're now. You know, what I mean? like the networks aren't going to air less commercials and make less money Correct. on the game. So it's it's unfortunate to see. I hope the change isn't too noticeable. And I would say this in terms of you know losing hooks and uh, props and and things of that nature. There, you would like to think that week one, week two, maybe week three, where you're still somewhat looking at last year's numbers, it could be dangerous. But by the time you get into October, the numbers should be adjusted for the new pace of play. Yes, I would, I would think. I would think. Yeah, it, it will. And it's something you want because the NFL does the same thing. You're not going to notice all that much, but it's just a fundamental change of what was different from college football all the way through. There are other ways you can do it, but it seems like that they think makes the yeah. most sense. Cut the plays down and the action. And you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember? This wasn't too long ago. Like, it was clear that the college football world was turning to breakneck speed offenses, no huddles, run the defense off the field. And Saban tried to play that martyr going like, this isn't good for football, not because of the points, but because there's more plays and the kids are going to get hurt. No, Nick, you just weren't up to speed yet on running a fast-tempo offense, which was the future yet. That's why you were upset about it because the way football was is, hey, no up-tempo, my defense, I can call the defense and tell everyone on my team, hey, here's what's coming, and then my five-star athletes beat the hell out of you and you couldn't get that advantage anymore. (laughs) Right. Yeah, look, I I just don't understand. So, like, Baseball made these changes, right? And, you know, you and I reference the curmudgeon crowd who cannot believe it. But what you cannot try and debate for, the, for that other side. People were complaining about baseball. The pace of play, those things were legitimate complaints. I don't really, and again, maybe I'm in a bubble. I don't remember hearing people complain about the length of college football games. Like, this is... I, I it was no almost idea. expected. It was almost... Like, you knew what you were in for, and that's what you got, right? For college football. Like, nobody sat down yeah. like, hey, man, Alabama, Auburn, uh, three hours and ten minutes already. Like, nobody said that. I, I truly... Like, again, like if the NBA all of a sudden came out tomorrow, Donnie, and I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, the season is 65 games. You're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no, but like, yeah, they've been talking about the, the length of the season nonstop. But if they came yes. out tomorrow and said, yeah, by the way, each quarter's ten minutes, I'm like, what the hell just happened? Exactly. Where did that come from? Like, I, yeah. I didn't know that this was a complaint. And, again, that's why I kind of make the point, and I'm really more so reinforcing the, the point that you had explained to me, that this isn't a fan thing. This is really a network thing, which is why this is very defeating because if you're making this change for dollars on the network side of it, well, then what are the fans going to tell you that makes a difference to you anyway? Yeah, and also, like, the, there would still be people. Let me tell you something right now. If next year's NF, or excuse me, uh, champ, let's forget about the championship game. Let's just say you're just going to watch yeah. a normal SEC game, the three thirty game in the afternoon. There would be people that would complain, I guess, if they said, you know what, we're going to try something new in the SEC. No commercials at all. Like, they're, they're like third down, we punt, we don't go to commercial. Touchdown, we don't. We stay here. You know, the band plays, and they get right after. People are like, hey, man, I can't even get my cup of beer. Would anybody say that? I can't get my cup of beer fast enough, man. The action's just too much. We didn't lose any plays, but now we have a two-hour football game. Instead of a three-and-a-half-hour football game, people would still complain about that. So, But anyway, fundamental changes in the game I don't necessarily love. I'm not in love with this one. We'll see how it plays out now. Let's keep it in, I guess, college football, you can still say, until the draft next Thursday night. 
The mm -hmm. S2, this says cognition test? Cognitive? Correct? That doesn't say cognitive. It says C-O-G-N-I-T-I-O-N. So I don't know yeah, why. I, guess. I, I mean, eh, whatever. I guess it's yeah, whatever the test is called. Yeah. Test results, exactly. Which yeah. is a form of the wonder lick, which if you don't know what that is, you know, we're going to give you 100 questions. We're going to put a timer on there, a lot of different things, see how many you get through. And if you can recognize, diagnose, answer correctly, the more you get, the better. Perceived to be smarter than somebody who can't do it. Now, the reason I set this up is there's no more Wonderlick test. It's called the S2. And I'm going to get into another branch of this in just a moment. But here are the facts that came out. Bryce Young scored in the 98th percentile of this test. Which, again, if there's a bell curve in your class, the smartest guy and then the you know dumbest guy, you start there and you go back and forth. But Bryce Young tested higher than anybody. And regardless yeah. how you feel of testing, if you're looking for a quarterback and they tell you, hey, this guy is sharp and smart as a whip, you are going to get the nod over another player. So, Will Levis, 93rd percentile, hey, Will's pretty smart, man. He's pretty quick here. Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson, the guy who people say, is, oh, he's just a great athlete. I just don't know if he can make reads quick enough. He actually was in the 79th percentile. Smart dude. Hendon Hooker at 46% going, okay, he's not even in the top half of the guys that did it, but he's not way down there. C.J. Stroud, 18th percent. Oh! Yes. Now, see, that that's not Bryce Young, no, and C.J. Stroud, 78. C.J. Stroud scored in the 18th percentile, which I was joking because I know you, you didn't, probably most people aren't really getting the whoa. context of this, but this whoa. information wasn't supposed to be made public, but as we know, people leak things all the time. That's one of those where you don't even wait. Hey, he scored 68. Look, man, look, I had a bad day. I just didn't want to. Hey, we got the guy on the chalkboard. He's pretty good. I'm not worried about that test. 18% is an alarm bell that goes, no, hold on here. Did this guy not take it seriously? Or is it like, hey, I just didn't understand the questions? That's alarming. It is. It, it's one of those. So I, I think I, the, you either score like Bryce did or like CJ did for me to yes. matter. And the fact yes. that those two guys gave those two scores on the other <laughs> end of it is just wild. It is what, because the fact is, these guys were supposed to be one and one A, and we're telling that Bryce Young is like a Harvard, you know, guy, and C.J. Stroud, God, I don't know what he was doing, but we'll talk about it more coming up next, hour number two in full effect right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back out of here, the S2 cognition test results that we went over. We're going to get to the phone lines in just a moment. But I got a feeling I would struggle on one of those tests. And I'm not oh, saying, like, cause, look, look, I was good, like, got good grades in high school, you know, obviously graduated college. I'm no dummy by any stretch. But I got a feeling, like, I would get in this and might get fresh. And, like, I did very well. Like, I didn't take any SAT prep scores. And uh, before, like, the change, I guess, I scored a 1050 on my SAT. Took it one time as a junior. That was it. That was good enough to get into college. Didn't care about it anymore. But I didn't do any prep for that. But because mm-hmm. I... I don't want to say I'm a B. I guess I can say I'm a BS artist for a, a lot of stuff that I do. Like if you ask me a question, even if I don't know it, I will convince you that I do know it. So I think I'm a decent test taker. But I kind of feel like I'm not acing these tests. I gotta I'll be honest with you. I don't feel like I am. Uh, yeah. So I'm. So again, like there's a lot of folks in in that. Okay, there's probably a lot of folks in our company who would come on here and be like 90 percentile, no questions about it. Yeah. I don't even know what the questions are. So I, I got a feeling pretend. I'm struggling now. Yeah, I do. I, I'd like to think I'd do all right. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm C.J. Stroud scoring here. Because I think, and this is why I think you asked an appropriate question, right? Is it one of those things where Bryce Young took it with all the seriousness in the world and C.J.'s like, this is a gigantic waste of my time? But, but he couldn't. He had to know that this was going to happen, though. Like, when you're a top-level draft pick, that can right. stuff, like the slightest thing could make you millions of dollars, and right. your team is getting you ready for the draft. Like, hey, by the way, don't worry about that cognitive test. Like, that's not a big deal. And that's, like, hey, that's why C.J. Stroud's the 23rd overall pick out of nowhere now. It, look, it's one of those things, though, where if the end – like, let's just say uh, one of the, someone asked him about it, right? And it's like, CJ didn't try. I don't think that's actually going to draw more favorably for him. I'm like, why didn't you try? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's going to get you a lot of positive reactions in the room yeah. that you My bury goodness. the test. But, but I do think it's a slippery slope for a pair of guys like you and I who yeah. basically think the 40-yard dash should be completely banned. To yes, then, it should you be. know, yeah. listen, we need to start drafting guys based on the, the wonderlick kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just I think it's really one of those things, but is it's the extreme end of it. And the fact that you got QB one and QB two to give you the complete opposite <laughs> ends of it is yes. incredible. And the best part about it is, let's just say both of these guys are good. Nobody will care. But if like Bryce Young is really good and CJ Stroud stinks, like teams down the line, like you remember that draft? When we were going to take C.J. Stroud and we didn't think that mattered, boy, this test really matters. I'm I would sorry, love yeah. to see that happen. And by the way, one quick point. I'm going to get. I'm going to save this because I want to get to the phones here. I'm going to okay. let you know of a certain Twitter account with the comment they made about this and what you think about it. So just file that away because it's a good one here. Let's okay. get to the phone okay. lines, 844-843-6879. The X-Man, he's calling. And I've got to tell you right now at the X-Man, he might be driving down the Virginia Beach right now throwing dollar bills out the window just to let the people know his night last night. X-Man, what's up, man? Had a great night, and I'm coming back for the people. I'm only oh, yes. For America. Calling for it, too. God calling. America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start the parlay off. Oh, we're going to start the parlay off with the Ryan Davis, or the Ryan and Javante fight. We're going with oh. Javante Davis on the money. Uh-huh. And then we got NHL, Edmonton uh-huh. Oilers on the money line. We're uh-huh. going back with the San Diego Padres on the money line. Okay. Yep. Jamal Murray and Jalen Brown have scored 25 points. Oh, that's 15 to 1. 
15 to 1. Eat. By the way, K-Dub, I mean, just God bless America right there. Like, he's just, he's literally keeping the economy going right now is what he's telling people. He's, he's doing what he can. I mean, he's, doing, he's, doing, he's doing what he can, man. Look, the, a rock star's rock star. Uh, X-Men, the people want you to send those plays out on Twitter to him. But you listen, here, and this isn't a Casey, I'm a big fan of Casey. Casey's been rocking with us for a long time. But also, X-Men, don't disrupt your own flow. Like, you do whatever yes. you want to do, my man. Yeah. Like, you, you don't feel forced we'll like follow that. Yep. along. Yes, like people have to listen on the radio so to get those plays. Like, yeah, I missed it. Yep, see that? I got Man. so many parlays. I can't. I can't give oh. all, all my plays on the radio, but I definitely give right. the best picks for the people. Yeah, that's the way you do it. Too. That's all we can. Yep. Ask. We appreciate. Yep. There we go. God bless America, and uh, God bless the X Man out there. Is that that's a fitting way to do that? I mean, that's the way. You, I mean, he is blessing the the American people out there with winners upon winners upon winners, man. Legend. Is he caller one yeah. in the, in the show's history? I don't know. I'm glad he found us, man. Like, you know Thank what I mean? Like, where would we be without the X Man? Yeah, out there? you know Because we got a couple staple callers out of here that are fantastic. But great just the the simple way it ends, like you know the flow and the cadence you're going to get, like of the plays, and then there's the pause, and it's just like ten to one, and it's like yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. And Man. the fact that he used to hang up on us right away after the plays, like, I don't know. All the time. time. Yeah, yeah didn't fantastic. have time for it. Yeah. Didn't have time for it. Had, to, had somewhere to go, had somewhere to be. So, oh, I, so good. I, I respect it. Now, what did you have on this? Yes, yeah, I knew you would cast. like this. Now, I don't know if I'm, I'm not going to say the Twitter account, but it's a monster one, like millions of followers out here. Hmm. Tell me how this fits into it. The, basically, the, I'm going to paraphrase this. Okay, that works. The S2 cognitive test is not supposed to be released to the public. So we as a Twitter site will not acknowledge any of the results because we don't think it's right. And I'm going like, are you then basically what you're saying is, I don't want to hear any hearsay on who's going to be drafted number one. I don't want to hear any hearsay on who's going where in free agency because obviously that's not supposed to be out there. I can't even like, I'm not even going to give the Twitter account away at this point. But when I saw that, I laughed and said, no, this is what's supposed to get leaked out. And if you pick it up, is exactly why you're supposed to put it out there. All right, so uh, can I just say that can – I, can, I can I give you the two guesses that I have as to whose Twitter yes. account that is? Yes. Because – now, but here, the only information I have is the way you mm-hmm. just framed that, okay? Yes. So my first guess no, – now, I, I know this isn't correct – but it's like Elon Musk because you make it it sound like Twitter, no, like sent out a statement. <laughs> no, right? no, that would be good if it was from him. Yeah. Like okay, I got like, the results. Yeah, like yes. why would he have them? Like Elon being like, "Listen, we're working, uh, you know, tooth and nail to take the S two <laughs> yeah. scores off of Twitter." Sorry, CJ. Here, that can I give a good you one? Now, my honest guess, I feel yes. pretty good about though. It's someone that I know you often um, wish that his takes were hotter. Is that yes. a Dan Orlovsky tweet? It's not a Dan Orlovsky tweet, but it sounds like it would be, right? Like, we can't because I'm not in any business. Because theoretically, what should happen when this is out? Like ESPN and Dan Orlovsky and NFL Live should debate. Do you care that C.J. Stroud doesn't seem as smart as Bryce Young is, right? That should be a take, but it's never going to get there. And I got to respect it because you know my take on ESPN. All they say is, you know what? If we have to go Bryce Young, Will Levis, uh, Clayton Toon, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, and C.J. Stroud, every one of them should go number one. That's the take yeah. you get from ESPN. Now, now hold on a minute. Now, now yeah. 
you, as you always say, we are a social media show. We are yes. willing to get active with the people. Correct. Yes. Now I just said nice things about our good friend Casey, and he yes. did slap it. J.K. Love you at the back end there, which I oh oh I saw it. I just now saw did it. you He's, see this tweet? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, let me slap a retweet on that thing. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got it. There you go. Me. Just you know slapped what? it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean that is uh, for anybody so that right said, too. I mean, no, they don't say he's so right. That was a take. That was a take from the show last or a couple of days ago. It was pretty good. With that, he's with me that. not here. Yeah, yeah. yeah was it with you not here? Ooh, Probably. I did bring that up. Just yeah, so people know, the, the tweet reads: with the test results, Bryce Young looks like he's a Harvard grad, and <laughs> C.J. Stroud looks like he's an I.U. Iona grad. Oh, that's so good. Uh, that's yeah. a tough scene, man. That is a very tough scene. That is that is a tough scene. But yeah, but getting back to these, you know, for the site again slash Twitter account, who is built on slander and getting inside information that might be true or not true, to take a stand saying, I know the results, I got them, I won't share them. Meanwhile, they're being shared on every single outlet on Twitter. Come on now with that nonsense here. I do have to take a look at, like, who this could be, because I have another idea, but I'm not going to guess anymore. But, 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 But you can move forward with whatever you got. Yeah, we're going to move forward to this. Now, we love gambling. America loves gambling. It's what we're built on. Like, 1776, the uh, first, like, declaration there was, like, let there be gambling. Like, that's basically how we are built as a country. Now, if you are a professional athlete, you don't get those same, you know, freedoms that us in the business, in the industry, slash not professional players get. Now, in the NFL, big news came down today. The shocking one in the past was what? Wow. Like Calvin really is a really good football player. He's got banned a year for gambling and you know parlaying up a couple games when he wasn't playing on a Sunday afternoon for like a couple thousand bucks. Seems like a harsh fine, which cost him millions of dollars. When the NFL comes out today and goes, hey, by the way, three Lions suspended, total of five players suspended indefinitely, three of those players for a full year. One of those players, Jamison Williams, is really supposed to be that guy that takes it to the next level coming off an injury first-round draft pick of the Detroit Lions. He's gone for six games. Now, I didn't read the story thoroughly, but I read the ones there where I think it was Williams's agent or agency put out the tweet that basically said, well, we, we take responsibility. We hope to get back on the field quick enough. But here's actually what happened. You know, he made a mistake. He was at the facility. wasn't betting on football, but was on, I don't even know if it was Fandle. Let's just say Fandle. Had his Fandle account out and placed a $100 wager on Ohio State basketball while he was there. Which, again, I'm just spitballing. I don't know what he did, what he bet, how many things he bet or anything. But that's what it sounds like here. And if you are an NFL player, you cannot bet with a team activity, which means being at the facility on a flight, team flight, like to an away game and like at a team hotel. Do it at your house and don't bet on football. It looks like it's okay, though. Yeah, I I just – this stuff is tough for me. As somebody that bets, as somebody that appreciates the ability to bet there, right, and I I don't think that these guys are – Fixing games, right? No, they're not. I, I don't think yes. they're, you know, Correct. insider trading. However, I understand why the NFL comes down hard on them. I do. It's just I the really, optics. That's I, all. I feel bad for them, but I understand why the results are what they are. Yeah, like Jamison Williams is calling around to his buddies in the NFL getting inside information and laying the wood on games on Sunday. It's not happening here, but it is interesting that the NFL is saying on the up and up with this. We'll be back much more here on Moneyline. Stick around. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Becoming your strongest financial self? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. Get it today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Exciting NBA weekend, Kevin. But you know what series I think is the best and has been the best overall and will continue to be the best and might even be a seven-game series? Sacramento Kings, Golden State Warriors. Two to one in that series. Sunday afternoon, great. Sunday afternoon, 3.30. It's perfect. It's a perfect yeah. time for that. Seven and a half point spread for the Golden State Warriors. Two thirty-eight as a total. It's mm-hmm. fun that like because usually we don't get this. You don't get lines like four or five days in advance. But it's the playoffs, yeah. so we know the next game and they're going to be up. It just looks like it's priced, and I agree with the seven and a half that the Golden State Warriors should be favored by that much. But I don't have the same feeling where it was like I don't need to cap this game. I just know the Warriors will win game three. I don't have that same feeling. If I look at the seven and a half, and again, Warriors win at home. It's what they do. The pressure's not on the Kings. It's still on the Warriors. But something tells me I really want to take the points on Sunday. Yeah, I I actually have a similar feeling to you, which is why I want to ask you for for some advice here. So I pre-series bet this series to go over five and a half games. Meaning, obviously, we have to like if, if Golden State wins on uh, right on on in Game Four, then automatically it's going to go over the five and a half games, right? Yeah, and that was at a minus one sixty five price. The updated number for that prop is minus seven hundred to the over, mm-hmm. plus yeah. four seventy five on the under. If you were in my position. Are you just letting that go, and that should be a winning wager? Or yeah. do you flirt with King's money line in game four? Yeah, just, no. Take, would you just leave it? Yeah, because sometimes you – I don't want to say you trick yourself out, but sometimes when you have a yeah. bet, like, I love this, and it's going well, you're like, ooh, you know what? Can I increase it? Yeah. Sometimes you should just, like, sit back and be like, I drilled this thing. I don't I'd like Even if there is breathing room to say, hey, I can actually make more on this, sometimes mm-hmm. you just take that sure thing and sit it out and be like, you know what? That's the way it was supposed to be capped. Let me just leave it alone. Yeah, I, and I actually think that the, the way you describe that there is perfect. And that I, what more could I ask for? Correct. I, I need Golden State to win a game that they're a minus 350 favorite in, and then I automatically win my bet. And even if they didn't, I still have another game to to play with kind of deal. So I agree with everything you just said there. But sometimes it, it it's the ones that you get right that you stare down the barrel of and go almost like, ah, this is going to really bother me if it goes wrong. Maybe I should just get out of it kind of thing. 
but I'll, I'll probably leave it be. Like in the odds market itself, like obviously we're just talking about the game, you know, being priced that way, seven and a half points, total of 238. And I'm sure it's going to change there up until Sunday's action. But how do we look at the Warriors? Because I'm, again, I didn't preface this by saying I'm not buying the fool's gold. I didn't buy it all year. I'm not buying it in the playoffs. Where it's like, ooh, the Warriors are going to get right and it's 2-2. Now let's see what they can do. Yeah, lose game five because it's on the road again. Like, I'm not buying, like, I don't even... I want to see, let's just say, the Kings win because I do think they win the series. And obviously, if they win a game on the road, that probably will ensure that. But even if the Warriors win game number four at home, I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, the Warriors got right. No, they didn't. We already knew the Warriors are good at home and bad on the road. How did they get right in a best of three with two of those games to be on the road? Uh, So I I think that's a fair point. But let me ask you this. What if Golden State wins massive again? 20-plus points. Don't I don't even think I'm don't. not. No, I don't. I don't think I care. Interesting. So, I I hear your point. I hear your point. Because at the end of the day, the game's going to be in Sacramento whether they win by one or win by 20, right? Yeah. So, I, I hear you. It's just that the Kings not being competitive in either game at Golden State, where the Warriors were competitive in both games at Sacramento, I think that's a tough look for the Kings kind of deal, right? There, there's a reason why the Warriors lay eight points at home and the Kings lay one point, two points at home at most. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, question on this too, as we saw with the Sixers game and the Nets, you had an mm-hmm. ejection, you had some flagrants called, which again, yeah. getting back to the original calls from Golden State on the chest stomp there of DeMontis Sabonis by Draymond Green. Do you think, because this comes at a pivotal point early in the playoffs, and it's great because we don't have to talk about a singular game here. Is the NBA sending out a memo to the ref saying, hey, look, superstars are playing in the biggest moment of our season. Unless we're drawing blood and throwing blatant punches, let's sort of calm this down here. Because it feels like we're on that level with the public. If you're on Twitter, social media, just watching the game, it now is in the point where we're watching plays that normally we would never question all that much being an ejection. Getting to the point that, oh, that could be an ejection here. Like, hold on. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, it was an elbow. It was in the game, but it was an elbow. I just saw Draymond get thrown out. Are we at a point where the NBA has to let the refs know, hey, look, we want you to keep control of the game, but let's remember, the superstars being in the game is much better than out of the game for our business. You are lying if you try and say that we would be asking about Joel Embiid's suspension if not for the Draymond incident. I am well aware of that. I thought you made that, you know, you've made that point and you are correct. However, you can't change the circumstances. The conversation around the NBA is the fact that Draymond Green had to deal with the suspension. And the point that I, I, I try to drive home, at least with the Joel Embiid incident, is It happened less than three minutes into that game. If Embiid got the flagrant two, and you and I, reasonable minds can disagree, I thought what he did was flagrant two worthy. You didn't. That's fine. If he would have got the flagrant two and been ejected from the game, that's exactly what the flagrant two's purpose is. You do an act that gets you thrown out. Flagrant twos don't also then lead always to these mega suspensions. That's that's not how that works, time in and, and, and time out there. But the fact that he then just proceeded to play the entirety of the game, if they upgrade it 
to a flagrant two, which is something that they will do. And again, they're probably going to downgrade the Harden thing. I honestly, they should downgrade the Harden thing to like a common foul at worst. I do wonder if the NBA sits there and goes, this guy really should have missed an entire basketball game and instead played the entire basketball game. Yeah, I would be shocked if Joel Embiid would get suspended or James Harden from this point moving forward. Now, phone lines heating up here, 844-843-6879. Jordan from Phoenix is calling in. The Valley was rallied last night, 2-1 series lead for the Phoenix Suns over the Clippers. Jordan, what's good, man? What's good, Donnie? What's good, K-Dub? Hey, hey. Said it right, Donnie. Uh, Phoenix, we got that We got that dub got last it. night. Yep, uh, yep. But uh, what I want, you guys just hit on what I wanted to talk on pretty much. Like that Harden foul, I mean, that may have been one of the weakest. I mean, I haven't been watching ball for too long, but 32. <laughs> that was one of probably the weakest calls I've ever seen in, in, uh, in the NBA. I cannot believe the man got ejected out of the game. And then yeah. you guys just touched on Joel Embiid. I mean, if he kicks him there, they're suspending Draymond for stomping him. I think Sabonis should have been suspended, too, to start, right? But uh, – and then you got I just I feel the NBA's referees they don't know how to call a game so I'm just gonna listen you guys already know the drill best show on mm-hmm. Sports Grid let's win some yep. bets I smacked last night good little night yeah. you guys enjoy the weekend K Dub I'll be listening this weekend have a good one there love we go it, love it there we go basketball all day all night now having said that the ejections they're gonna take place hopefully we don't see them anymore or any suspensions come out from it but how about this one a little bit of a surprise here hmm. Nick Nurse Raptors gone five seasons title. So it, what gives it? Yeah, it's a surprise if you would have told me before the year that mm-hmm. Nick. The end result is Nick Nurse is fired. It's not surprising with the way everything played out here. And again, I, I really, Messiah Jury is a guy that most people have this like. You know, if you were to treat it like NBA 2K and you were to give overall grades to, to GMs, he'd get a he'd get a 99, right? Yeah. Messiah Jury had a, a miserable season, and this caps off a miserable season. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse is a guy that is going to be hired almost immediately, mm-hmm. almost immediately. And that is because Nick Nurse is a really good coach. And the Toronto Raptors are going to lose guys for nothing. Like, I don't think if I'll tell you this, if I'm Nick Nurse, I'm, I'm not distraught over this whole thing because I don't know where things are going. Right. What's really odd, though, and not to kind of skip ahead on the nurse end of it, but the immediate. Heavily considered replacement DRS is Ime Udoka. (laughs) So I do wonder how much of the firing of Nurse is Messiah Jury being like, look, I got Ime in the bag. So there's no reason to hold on to this guy because we're up. Ime is one of the few guys where you may be like, ooh, are they upgrading a coach, right, kind of situation. But that then suggests that Toronto – is going to try and be competitive next year. And I have no idea how that is supposed to be the case. Yeah, it's funny at the deadline, too, where you talk about, it's like, okay, you're in one of those weird positions where you can really shake things up and get after it. But the worst-case scenario was like, okay, let's just run it back. It hasn't worked this year. Uh, we'll really make it happen heading towards the playoffs. And it didn't happen for Toronto overall. So it is kind of interesting. But a guy, and again, this is why in professional sports, 
You're really hired to be fired. Like Nick Nurse won a championship. I was like, hey, man, Nurse won it back in 02. He's been around for 20 years in Toronto. It's time to move on. It was interesting to me where I actually saw it was like Nick Nurse was fired after five, five seasons. Well, maybe five seasons after they won it all. Like, no, five seasons total that he's been out at this point. But that's the way it is. And also, you're right. Like, Nick Nurse immediately was fired. I was like, hey, by the way, psh, big time down in Houston. They love that guy. He's going to be up for, like, you know, whatever job comes up oh. as a front runner without an interview. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that quickly, though, since we're doing this here. But I want your perspective on it. I'll, I'll do mine whenever there's time. Mm-hmm. The Harden-Houston thing, do you think that's all leverage or are you buying into Harden and going back to Houston? No, that's okay. leverage. Yeah. Okay. Like, there, there's no way James Harden is like, you know what? Daryl Morey is my guy. They run the offense exactly the way I want it. I have a superstar in Joel Embiid in a big market. You know what I can't wait to do? Wind my career down in Houston as we stink, and by the time we might get good, I'm already on my way out. Like, it almost doesn't make sense. It's like he's actually playing the perfect agent game now, where his agent's like, hey, you know what? You want the last couple dollars out of the Sixers. If you press them, they'll give it to you. If you just say, no, I love it here, they might go, hey, we'll play a little hardball, save some money on the back end of it. I can't believe that James Harden's like, you know what? It really hasn't worked in Philadelphia. Specifically, if the Sixers win this round, somehow knock off the Celtics and start to make a run. It's like, you know what? Now's the perfect time to go to a horrendous basketball team with a lot of young kids, and I'm old. To tie a bow on it, though, with everybody that we just talked about here, if the yeah. Sixers are eliminated by the Boston Celtics in round two, there could be big changes that come. Doc Rivers is going to be the main one you look at there. And could they potentially make some a big blockbuster-type deal to try and bring in a different star? And where does Harden fit into that equation? People love bringing up Damian Lillard. The funny thing is, and I don't know where you land on this anymore, I don't know if I'm the Sixers if I'm moving Maxi for Lillard. That might be crazy slander, but psh, I mean, just age, contract, and, and things of the nature. So it, it's going to be. A, and again, if that Philly job comes available, you got to imagine your email Doka's, your Nick Nurses want to take a look at Philadelphia before they sign on the dotted line anywhere. Yeah, exactly, and that could be a big deal. Like, if Doc Rivers gets dropped in the playoffs in round two, and I'm talking about, like, man, he went seven against the Celtics and just came away a little bit weak, which still, the the Flames would be on him. But if they go into that and, like, get dropped by five games, Doc will be gone, which then opens up to a new coach, and then he goes, hey, James, man, you ain't going anywhere. What do you see what I got for you? And away you go in that. So a lot. You know, things still left to be decided. But I did find it interesting that Nick Nurse in Toronto, after winning a championship, is now out. And everybody's like, cool, we'll hire him to be our next guy and what takes place next up in the six. But a big weekend this week for the NBA, and I'm looking forward to it because, again, everything's spread out perfectly, including can't wait for Sunday, Kevin. I don't have to wait till 10.30 at night. 3.30 in the afternoon Sunday. I get the game in the series I want to watch live, and you know the odds boost and the bets are going to be flowing and banging. Can't wait to see it happen here. One more quick segment before we get you out of here. Hour number two in full effect right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. 
Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Come. Wrapping things up on a fire. Number two. Our number two. Now, we, we did talk a little bit about the quarterbacks and that, you know, cognitive test. But the draft is coming up, Kevin. It is next Thursday night. The heavy favorite. Now, are you feeling more secure? Because let's just say you stole a line. And all along, when Bryce Young went from favorite to non-favorite, you bet it immediately got the best price, and now it's minus 1,200. I got a feeling like when, let's just say Bryce was minus 1,200 like he is now. And word comes out that, Bryce Young scored in the 18th percentile of that task. <laughs> like, some of them would get a little bit nervous. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But the fact that the only guy he was really in competition with was C.J. Stroud, and now the leaks are coming out. Man, you got to feel good if you got a Bryce Young ticket. Not a 1,200 minus 1,200, yeah. but just somewhere around like a plus money number. You have to feel amazing. You have to feel amazing. And the question again for C.J., I don't think is now will he go one. It's will I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not giving you guys hot takes. Will CJ Stroud land in the top five? He might not. He might not. Look at odds odds to be drafted second overall. There are multiple guys in front of CJ. Everybody thinks the Colts are gonna go out there and draft Will Levis. At least the third overall pick to the fifth overall pick. And I, I, I'm really unsure of how this is all going to start to fall right now. And it could lead to some interesting decisions. I think people might get surprised when if Seattle, who I believe is drafting fifth overall, who, by the way, met with all of these quarterbacks, is sat there and go, and what is this guy doing on the board? Yeah, send the pick in. We're not taking defense. I don't know what they were thinking. Give us this guy. I, I think it's in line. I really do. I don't know what's worse, a terrible cognitive score or blowing off the Mannings and the Manning passing camp and ghosting them, which apparently did happen, but it didn't happen. I told him I might go. I never said I was going. I didn't ghost anybody, and away we go here. That's what we deal with. That's what we deal with. Smoke screens all over the place, only to see C.J. Stroud go number one overall to Carolina. would be tremendous next week. But that'll do it for hour number two. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a lot of fun for Donnie Wrightside, Kevin Walsh, and the man behind the wheels is steel christian we'll see you building a stronger financial foundation good plan northwestern mutual's guide to good financial planning can help you balance spending and saving set goals and start creating the life you want to be living you'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.